This is Back of House News, where we cover the biggest restaurant and food service industry headlines. I'm Claudia Sarek. This week, we discuss dynamic pricing and how it could impact the restaurant industry. For more details, we go to Back of House reporter Grace Dickinson. Hi, Grace. Welcome back. Thanks, Claudia. It's good to be here. So we've seen this term dynamic pricing emerge in the restaurant industry relatively recently. But from my understanding, it's far from a new concept. I'd love to have you break down for us exactly what it means and how it applies to restaurants as a starting point. So dynamic pricing, it's essentially a strategy that involves making real-time price changes based on market demand. And it often means taking into account factors like day of the week, time of day, seasonality, market competition, and even environmental constraints like the weather. And as you mentioned, this is relatively new for the restaurant industry, but we've seen this strategy being used widespread across the travel industry for a long time now. So take, for instance, rideshare platforms like Uber or Lyft that implement surge pricing when demand is high. But even before that, dynamic pricing has been playing out for a while among airlines and hotels. So if you consider, for example, the price difference between booking a flight or a hotel room during the holiday season as opposed to just a random day in March, there's a notable notable difference there. And so we're kind of looking at a similar strategy and how that will be applied to restaurants. Okay, but now we're seeing this spread across the restaurant industry. So why now? A big part of it has to do with the recent digital evolution that the industry's gone through. And that was even more so ignited since the pandemic. Increasingly, we're seeing restaurants embrace tools like QR code menus, digital menu boards, ordering kiosks, and especially online ordering platforms. And so now restaurants finally have a digital access point to their customers, and that enables them to test out this strategy that, as we've discussed, has already been working in other industries. Mm -hmm. Right now, early adopters of dynamic pricing when it comes to restaurants are mainly using the strategy for delivery and takeout business. But I imagine that at some point it might spread to other forms of digital ordering, like at the restaurants that are using QR codes, for example. So maybe menu prices go up during the lunch rush, but then they drop a little around 3 p.m. in that sort of dead zone between lunch and happy hour. Right. So the idea is to draw in more customers during your off times and maximize profit during your busiest hours. And this is becoming easier to test out for operators who are, as you just mentioned, moving towards more digital menu access point, whether that be QR codes or menu kiosks or simply online ordering. So in these cases, operators don't have to run to the printer now every time they make a price update, for example. But I feel like recently we've seen a crop of companies emerge who want to make the dynamic pricing strategy even easier for operators by automating the process. Talk to us a little bit about who these players are and what they're offering. There are a bunch of new companies popping up like Sauce, Dynameat, Juicer, and Pricef, and that's just to name a few. And their goal is simply to make dynamic pricing both easier and also more commonplace in the industry. I interviewed the co-founder of Sauce just to learn a little bit more about how some of these platforms work. And essentially what Sauce does is they look at factors like a restaurant's historical sales data, customer retention, and click-through rate on online ordering platforms. And then they create these dynamic pricing strategies based on that information. Sauce integrates with a variety of POS systems and delivery platforms and also middleware aggregator platforms. 
to automatically pull in that historical sales data. And that gets plugged into an algorithm they've created that then creates these pricing strategies for restaurants. On the back end of the platform, operators can go in and set thresholds to cap how high or how low they want prices to fluctuate away from their original base menu pricing. And prices might change all throughout the day, or you can set it so that maybe they only change on the weekends, for example, or you know your busy periods at night. Operators can also create their own pricing strategies outside of what's suggested by the algorithm. So let's just say you're a restaurant that wants to test out increasing late, late night pricing, you can actually go into the platform, schedule prices to go up starting at midnight, and then set that so that it automatically triggers every single night. Oh, that's interesting. And so I know this is still relatively new, but what kind of payoff are restaurants seeing that are using the platforms like Sauce, for example? To get an idea, I, I asked Sauce's co-founder, Colin Webb, and he says they've seen restaurants that have gone from a 5% margin to a 10% margin, and even some restaurants that have gone from a 10% margin to a 20% margin, and that's a pretty hefty jump. I spoke with one of Sauce's clients, one of their original clients, Rachel's Kitchen, which is a Las Vegas Valley bistro, and they implemented this dynamic pricing strategy back in 2020. And just after four months on the platform, one of their locations saw a 64% increase in revenue, and their online sales jumped from a little over 18000 to to more than 30000 per month. Wow. Another platform I spoke with was Juicer, and they're still in the piloting stage, but their co-founder, Carl Orsburn, he says a reasonable goal is to find a dynamic strategy approach that grows your revenue by 5 to 10%. So it sounds like it might be a promising investment then based on those numbers, but mm -hmm. I would imagine there's a cost to partnering with dynamic pricing platforms. So can you share with us any insight into what operators can expect from a cost perspective if they decide to go this route? Yeah, again, this is going to vary by platform, but Sauce, for example, it charges a $75 subscription fee plus 10% on incremental price markups. So in other words, if you usually charge $10 for a breakfast sandwich, but you increase that to $11 for the breakfast rush, Sauce is going to get 10% of that dollar markup or 10 cents per order. Osborne from Juicer, who again, they're still in their piloting stage, but they said when their company emerges, they expect to charge somewhere between $300 to $500 per unit per month. And so generally determining the payoff, it's going to come down to a restaurant's online sales. If your restaurant doesn't have a large amount of digital orders, then this technology, it might not make sense for you at this time, but maybe down the road. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So before we close this conversation, I'd love to touch on how dynamic pricing might change the industry in the longer term. While we know that this dynamic pricing is commonplace elsewhere, it's still pretty new for restaurants, but I imagine more and more influential brands will start to test out the strategy now that there's technology behind it which naturally could catapult into a mainstream approach. How do you expect that to impact the industry as we move forward? I think it'll become most prominent first in the QSR and fast casual sectors. And given that they have the dominance in the delivery and online ordering market. Right. And at this point, you know, consumers are somewhat used to price cha prices changing when making purchases online. So it's possible that the strategy might even go unnoticed or at least be tolerated without too many bad reviews or complaints. 
But of course, that's being somewhat optimistic here. So time will only tell with that. But at the same time, there are potential benefits to the consumer. Dynamic pricing is essentially just like happy hour. The general idea is the same, but you're changing the price strategically throughout the day, not just during one slower period. And, and just like with happy hour, with dynamic pricing, prices don't only go up. So they can also go down during slow times, which brings potential opportunities for customers who want to seek out a bargain. On the flip side, during peak hours when prices go up, I think there's potential to one day see a scenario where you can maybe opt in to pay for convenience. So for example, maybe you opt in to pay an extra $5 so that you can get your delivery to come 30 minutes earlier. So that's a choice from the consumer, but at the same time, it's benefiting the restaurant and their margins. Beyond QSRs and fast casuals, I think we'll see dynamic pricing play out a little bit more uniquely for other sectors. Just take, for example, the fine dining sector, where you're sort of seeing this strategy already start to apply to reservations. Some restaurants are charging for bookings at their hot tables or their trendiest times, and other restaurants are having their reservations actually being scalped for hundreds of dollars. So in a way, there is a bit of dynamic pricing going on there. Across the industry, I think dynamic pricing will really start to infiltrate restaurants' loyalty program strategies and just general promotion strategies as a whole. Well, thanks, Grace. I'm curious to see how this trend will grow within the industry, and I, I really appreciate you breaking it down for us today. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this plays out, too, and just how quickly it might become more widespread. And you know, when is the day where this looks like similar to Uber or Lyft, but for restaurants. And I have a feeling we'll be discussing this topic again in the future. But as always, it's really great to be here. Thanks so much. That's all for this week, folks. Until next time, take care. <laughs>